48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. The government suspends the quarantine exemption for all mainland provinces except Guangdong. Macau launches a mass testing exercise for COVID and a residential block in Samsai Po and a hotel in Chimsa Choi are in lockdown. From tomorrow, the government is suspending the quarantine exemption for all mainland provinces except Guangdong under its return to HK scheme. The programme was set up last November so Hong Kong residents could return from the mainland. The move comes as both the mainland and Macau record growing numbers of COVID cases. Richard Pine reports. There will now be no quarantine exemption for mainland arrivals unless they have just been in Guangdong in the previous two weeks. Instead, Hong Kong residents returning from the mainland under the Return to HK scheme will have to do 14 days of home quarantine. They face three tests during that period and two afterwards, only becoming free from testing on the 20th day. The shorter seven-day quarantine period for fully vaccinated people no longer applies. Macau has launched a mass COVID-19 testing exercise with the aim of checking everyone in the SCR within three days. Various entertainment venues will also be shut from midnight to curb the spread of the virus, but casinos will stay open for the time being. Timmy Sung has more. Authorities in Macau ordered a test for the city of 680,000 people after a family of four were confirmed to have the more infectious Delta variant of the coronavirus. The governments have set up 41 testing centres across the territory and they will run 24 hours a day. Officials have said the risk of an outbreak is extremely high and people must now provide a negative COVID test result done within 12 hours if they want to leave the city. Those who fail to comply with the testing order will see their health code turned yellow, meaning they can't enter certain premises such as restaurants or use public transport, while those who tested negative will have their code turned green. Speaking on an RTHK program, Macau legislator Nam Ngoc Fong said the latest cluster outbreak also sparked panic buying, with residents snapping up many food items overnight. Macau has had zero COVID cases for more than 400 days, so people were relaxed and haven't stored food at home. Now people are nervous, she said. Meanwhile, the Hong Kong government has decided to remove Macau from the Return to Hong Kong scheme so that people who return from Macau will need to undergo home quarantine. The abrupt change caught some Hong Kongers by surprise, like this woman, Ms. Leung, who will now need to spend an unexpected two weeks in quarantine. My mood is really bad, really bad. The government's policy was changed so quickly. I originally thought there would be a buffer period, but no, there wasn't. Yesterday, I was afraid the typhoon signal number 8 may be issued, so I bought the bus ticket quickly. I avoided the typhoon, but not the quarantine. Ms. Leung says she has had to ask her colleagues to take over her work for the next fortnight. Hong Kong officials say a student who was a close contact of one of the Macau patients has already been placed in quarantine, with tests coming back negative so far. The student had travelled to Xi'an with the daughter of the infected family between the 19th and the 24th of July. After spending time in Macau, she returned to Hong Kong with two relatives on Monday. Officials will implement mandatory testing orders for people who have been to any of the places she visited locally. Ronald Tam is the controller of the Centre for Health Protection. Under the tripartite collaboration agreement with the mainland as well as the Macau Health Bureau, we are monitoring the situation very closely. So if there are any changes in epidemic situation, we will address our measures accordingly. 
Meanwhile, officials are continuing to study the case of a 43-year-old local construction worker who tested preliminary positive yesterday. The man, who hadn't travelled recently, tested negative on admission to hospital, but an antibody test came back positive. Dr Tuan Kwan from the Centre for Health Protection says officials believe the man had the virus some time ago. It is possible that he got infected, but he was not detected. So this is a better scenario. That means that it's only a really positive case and he's not infectious during the recent months. So it's less likely to find any linked cases. Of course, there's other scenario that he got infected recently, but the source is still not known and there may be silent transmission in the community. That's why we have to treat it seriously, do all the testing and compulsory testing notice, etc., to try to find out. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The government has now put a residential block in Samsoi Po in a hotel in Chimsa Choi under lockdown. Residents of Block A of Tunglo Court on Taipo Road and Lux Manor on Kimberley Road must remain inside and undergo testing. Authorities say they plan to finish the operation at about 7am. The mainland has reported its highest daily number of local coronavirus cases in months after mass testing and contract tracing campaigns uncovered dozens of Delta variant infections. Violet Wong has details. Mainland health authorities have reported 71 domestic infections, the highest figure since January, with the country battling its largest outbreak in months. Entire cities have been tested and millions have been forced to confine at home as officials try to bring the outbreak under control. The mainland has boasted of a success in thwarting COVID-19, but nearly 500 domestic cases have been reported since mid-July, following the discovery of a cluster of cases among airport cleaners in Nanjing. Nanjing responded by shutting down gyms and cinemas and locking down residential compounds. Its 9.2 million residents have also been tested three times now. The outbreak has also spread to Wuhan, where the virus first emerged in 2019. Infections there were the first in over a year, and officials have launched a testing campaign covering its 11 million residents. And in the tourist destination of Zhangjiajie in Hunan, officials say no one will be allowed to exit the city after it emerged as an infection hotspot. University of Hong Kong's governing body says it's banning from campus anyone who attended a controversial meeting of the Student Union's Council. Jimmy Choi has the details. At a meeting on July the 7th, the union passed a motion saying it appreciated the sacrifice of a man who stabbed himself shortly after knifing a police officer. The university has since cut ties with its union. Student leaders involved have since apologised and resigned. Hong Kong's Youth Governing Council said it had accepted recommendations from a panel it set up to look into the incident. The council noted that the police were investigating and said the continued presence of the student group on campus posed serious legal and reputational risks to Hong Kong U, as well as having a negative impact on other members of the university. Those present will also be banned from using university facilities and services. The Hong Kong Rugby Sevens has been postponed again for its November date. The Hong Kong Rugby Union said the decision was painful, but it had little choice because of continuing travel restrictions and worries over emerging COVID variants. A new date has been set for April next year, three years after the last Rugby Sevens. The union's chief executive, Robbie McRobbie, says he's optimistic there'll be no need for a further delay. The vaccination situation is uh, is improving more and more people are getting vaccinated uh, and and that's 
you know, that's a very positive thing. But um, from from the union's point of view, all of our staff will be vaccinated by the end of uh, end of this month. So um, that's a hopeful sign. I think between now and, and April, yeah, I think there's going to be um, sufficient movement for us to be able to to get that uh, event on uh, in a manner which will be good for the participating teams and, and be good for um, spectators. The Secretary for Justice, Theresa Chang, has sought to play down concern about reports that Beijing is planning to introduce an anti-sanctions law to Hong Kong and the impact it could have on local financial institutions. Tim and Pang reports. The anti-sanctions law was introduced on the mainland in June to allow for countermeasures against foreign government sanctions on Chinese nationals or entities. The National People's Congress Standing Committee will discuss later this month whether the mainland law should be adopted by Hong Kong as well. In interviews with several newspapers, the SAR's justice chief said the new law is strictly retaliatory and will only be used to counter unreasonable sanctions on China and Hong Kong by foreign governments. As long as no countries violated international laws by imposing any sanctions, nothing would happen, she said, adding people shouldn't be too worried for now. Ms Cheng did not say whether the anti-sanctions law would be inserted to Annex 3 of the Basic Law the same way it was for the national security law, saying it's too early to discuss such specifics. The lawmaker representing the finance sector, Ronick Chen, said he doesn't foresee much impact on local financial institutions, but noted they might face criminal liabilities if they implement sanctions for foreign governments or if they don't execute China's countermeasures. I would say banks in Hong Kong are generally familiar of facing complicated and tough situation in the past. We don't need to worry about the enactment of this particular law that will affect our stability as well as how we should deal with it. So I have confidence that there won't be any substantial negative impact on our operating environment. Mr Chan said, though, he prefers to have the law brought in by way of local legislation so stakeholders can express views before it's passed. Prosecutors are seeking to transfer the case of a woman and a teenager suspected of handing out seditious leaflets from a magistrate's court to the district court. Jimmy Choi has details. Chloe Cho, a 45-year-old clerk, and 17-year-old student Wan Chun Wai are charged with conspiring to produce and distribute seditious publications last year to promote Hong Kong independence. They are being charged under the Crimes Ordinance instead of the National Security Law. They were previously denied bail by West Kowloon Magistracy. At another court appearance, prosecutors said police have now completed the investigation and the prosecution now needs more time to prepare documents for transferring the case to the higher court. A magistrate can impose a maximum jail sentence of two years for a single charge, while the maximum sentence for a district court's case is seven years. The student's lawyer, Lawrence Lau, objected to the prosecution's request, noting that the offence de pair face only carries a maximum sentence of two years in jail. He argued that the magistrate's court has the jurisdiction to deal with the case. He also said transferring the case to the district court would be unjust to the student, explaining that the several months that the 17-year-old would have to be held in custody before sentencing would likely not count towards his sentence if he is eventually sent to a training or detention centre. But Chief Magistrate Victor So, designated to deal with national security cases, agreed to adjourn the case, saying the court has no power to refuse prosecutors' request to transfer a case to a higher court.
He again rejected both defendants' bail applications, citing bail requirements under the Crimes Procedure Ordinance as well as the National Security Law. The pair will be remanded in custody until the next hearing on August the 6th. At the Olympics, Hong Kong's Sarah Lee left it late to book her place in the quarterfinals of the carrying competition. 2012 Olympic bronze medalist found her gear in her second race of the day after failing to qualify directly from the first race. And in that second race, she started from the back and won it with a powerful burst of speed down the final straight. She's one of the 18 riders contesting today's quarterfinal round, which gets in the way. Sarah's Hong Kong teammate Jessica Lee will turn her focus on the sprint competition, which starts on Friday. 31-year-old got her first taste of the Olympics today, but failed to advance in the carrying. Next to golf and a rough opening round for Hong Kong's Tiffany Chan. The second-time Olympian failed to score a birdie through 18 holes and instead picked up five bogeys to card a six over par 77. She's placed 58 out of 60 competitors after round one, tied with the two-time major winner, Arya Jutanurgan of Thailand, who also struggled on day one at the Kasuma Gaseki Country Club. Sweden's Madeleine Sergström tops the leaderboard on five under par. That's one shot better than world number one Nelly Korda. Defending champion Parking B is three shots off the lead. In skateboarding, Japan's Sakura Yozozumi has won the women's park competition to underline the host nation's dominance in the new Olympic sport. 19-year-old carved up the Ariaki Urban Sports Park by scoring just over 60 points to top the podium. 12-year-old Kokono Hiraki of Japan and Britain's 13-year-old Sky Brown took silver and bronze respectively as they both missed becoming the game's youngest ever champions. Japan also claimed the men's and women's street titles and they now own five of the nine skateboarding medals so far. Away from the Olympics, the three-time NBA champion Steph Curry has reportedly agreed to a historic contract extension with the Golden State. Curry will sign a four-year deal worth $250 million US million with the Warriors, and this will make him the first ever NBA player to sign two contracts worth more than $200 million. Meanwhile, the veteran star Camelo Anthony is set to team up with LeBron James. Melo has confirmed through a social media post that he will sign with the LA Lakers. Move comes on the second day of the NBA free agency for 2021-22 campaign. Reminder our top stories tonight. The government suspends the quarantine exemption for all mainland provinces except Guangdong. Macau launches a mass testing exercise for COVID. A residential block in Samsoi Po and a hotel in Chimsa Choi are under lockdown. Now the weather is mainly cloudy with occasional showers. Showers will be heavy at first. Temperatures are range between 27 and 30 degrees. Temperatures currently 27 degrees. Humidity 95%. News from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 
Cracking track as well, big hit back in the 80s and your love is king, especially for Payom, who was good to get in touch. Radio Pete at Gmail is the way to go about it. Also got a story here, great story actually from Rob, who's over, he says, in sunny Boston, although the weatherman on my computer reckons it's going to be a bit cloudy over there. Temperature's around 24, humidity not too bad, around 60. And then uh, tomorrow, a little rainy in Boston, Massachusetts, sunshine breaking out on Friday, temperatures hitting 30. There you go. Uh, right, so 17 years ago we got married. My wife's Mexican and we married in Catholic Church in Monterey. Then, says Rob, we went to Las Vegas for our honeymoon. It's going on to say that we stayed at the Tropicana and on day one uh, we had to uh, go for our yummy buffet breakfast. So to get there we had to cross the casino floor. He said, my wife said, well, let's try something first. And I agreed by the roulette tables so just randomly rob says i put five dollars on my birthday got absolutely nothing 